You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. The answers he gave us is going to be 20 seconds on the clock, please. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Something found in a refrigerator. Milk. Try again. Uh, ice. A brand of gasoline. Ethel. Something that comes with a summer storm. Uh, rain. A sport with an all-star game. Football. Football, you've got to give him that. <laughs> I can't stand Any, oh. any man that says alligator, you've got to give him. <laughs> Name an animal with three letters in its name. You said alligator. Our survey said... <laughs> <laughs> You don't use uh, you don't use narcotics, do you, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, thought, I thought frog was bad. <laughs> I thought frog was a disastrous answer until you came up with alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul. I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. This week, we are talking about alligators. Yes, and I actually kind of know a little something about alligators. Well, this week. you kind of would, considering you are Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Florida man, here's the news. <laughs> this is Varman's headline news with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. This is the most Florida story you will hear all day long. A southwest Florida man took it upon himself to help what appeared to be a distressed alligator in his backyard. Michael Stouffer, who lives in Bokelia, which is about an hour north of where I live, used a broom and a wet blanket to stop the gator from getting away when he noticed a plastic ring wrapped around its belly. With the help of a friend, Stouffer tossed the blanket over the gator to hinder its vision, and he used the broom to kind of protect himself before mounting the gator taping its mouth shut and removing the plastic ring. Aww, nice. Here's the most Florida part of the story. Stouffer placed the gator in the back of his truck and he transported it to his in-law's home since Thanksgiving dinner was being held there. (laughs) From there, he called the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and an officer was dispatched to the home. Stouffer said the officer told him that transporting the gator is illegal, but he thanked him for saving it anyway. (laughs) Stouffer said he did make it very clear that transporting it and being stopped for anything could have ended very, very badly. Uh, (laughs) Stouffer went on to say that he would do it again if an animal or person was in danger, but he would not transport it. (laughs) Well, now he knows. Now he knows. That's a PSA. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in Florida, do not drive around with a gator in your truck. (laughs) 
The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission released this following statement. They said law enforcement responded to and investigated this incident. Mr. Stouffer was educated on the dangers and laws regarding the capture of alligators in the wild. Alligators in the wild cannot be taken or handled without a permit. The FWC places highest priority on public safety and encourages people with concerns to call FWC's toll-free nuisance gator hotline, which I can confirm is a thing. Wow. Well, I guess it would be. I mean, you're in Florida. It happens so much. They'd have to have a dedicated... <laughs> yeah, they do. They have a 1-800 number that you call, and you tell them that you have a gator in your pond that is either like coming after your dog or, or not afraid of you anymore, and they will send a trapper out, and they will get the gator. Right. <laughs> is it 1-800-ALLIGATOR? <laughs> <laughs> I should look that up. I bet it is something like that. Hang on. The nuisance alligator hotline is 866-FWC-GATOR. <laughs> well, there you go. That's not as good as O-Chompy or something. You know? <laughs> but good on this guy for being nice to animals. For and even sure. Breaking the law. He broke the law doing it, but uh, yeah. that was nice of him to do. Yeah. And that gator, I can almost promise you, was taken to a gator farm, and he is now a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Well, you know, they're not endangered anymore. They were for Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a little yeah. while. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> well, with that, uh, here's a reminder. Go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at at Podcast, all one word, and at VarmintsPodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. If you like our show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We're everywhere. We're everywhere that podcasts are found. Uh, and word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. So do that. Tell your buddy, listen to Varmints. It's the best show. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like pictures of the cool animals we talk about, we have a Pinterest board. And I update that with pictures of the animals we're talking about. And the link to that is at the bottom of our show notes. So, with all of that, let's go and learn a little bit about alamagators. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We are blathering about alligators today. An alligator is a crocodilian in the genus Alligator of the family Alligatoridae. The two living species are the American alligator and the Chinese alligator. We will mostly be talking about the American alligator today, although the Chinese alligator does uh, share the same characteristics as the alligators we're going to be talking about today. They're really no different. They're a little smaller. Alligators first appeared in the Paleocene epoch about 66 million years ago, so they've been around a good long time. Yeah. Young alligators are called hatchlings, and they are shades of brown and olive green with contrasting yellow or white stripes. Over time, as the alligator gets a little bit older, those stripes will fade, and the entire alligator will become a muddy black to sort of olive brown color. The American alligator typically grows to about 790 pounds, or about 360 kilograms, and they can grow up to a little over 13 feet, or 4 meters, although they can get larger, the largest American alligator on record was just a little over 19 feet long. 
<laughs> and it's not unusual to see them about 14, 15 feet long sometimes, the real big ones. Oh, little tiny guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese alligator is the fun size alligator. It's a little smaller. Yeah. It usually doesn't get over seven feet in length or about 2.1 meters. Yeah, that's that's really small. Seven yeah. feet long. <laughs> that's, it's still a big animal. <laughs> They weigh a little bit less, too. They only get to about 100 pounds. Right. Or about 45 kilograms. Yes. Males are called bulls. Females are called cows. But since their baby-making apparatus is tucked inside of their bodies, only researchers and people who study them really call them that. Most of us just call them alligators. Yeah. Which is probably an anglicized form of el ligarto, which is the Spanish term for the lizard which early Spanish explorers and settlers called the alligator. Right. The Native Americans that were here, they were like, hey, we've been here for a minute, and we call those animals halpata or alapata. So that may have also been an influence on the English word that we use today, alligator. Huh, cool. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. So what sort of parents do you think alligator mummies are? That's a good question. I think when... There is a, well, I know for a fact that if you have a nest full of eggs, they're very, very, very good mommies. Yeah. And yeah. as the alligators get a little bit older, then they're, they're less good mommies. Less but good in mommies. the very beginning, they're, they're terrific. So alligator mamas guard their nest without eating until the babies hatch. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. She doesn't leave their side. And then... A lot of people used to think that alligators ate their babies, their tiny babies. Now they will alligators will eat other alligators. There's no question about that. But right. they they don't necessarily eat the real tiny ones. And they used to think so because the mama actually carries them down to the water in her mouth. <laughs> yes. When they all hatch, they all climb into her mouth and she carries them down to the water and they kind of hang out with her and around her for a while till they're a little bigger. So uh, she's a pretty good mom. Pretty good yeah. mom. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah. And alligator babies. We, I sent you a video of alligator babies. I don't know if you got a clip of the noise they make, but they sound like no. movie mafiosa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Hey, yo, 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 hey, 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 yo, hey, ma, hey, yo, they sound like they're in The Godfather. <laughs> oh, I love it. And they're cute. Baby alligators are so cute. They are. They're so cute. They're tiny and they're like, <laughs> Anyway, I saved most of my work for this show on the quiz we're doing at the end. So. Oh, yeah. That's okay. all I have to say. So we are recording this in the middle of February and it is cold in lots of places around the United States. And it gets cold where alligators live here in the United States. So the highest concentration of American alligators live in either Louisiana and here in Florida, but they can also live in Texas and all the states that border the Gulf of Mexico. They also live in Georgia and in North and South Carolina. Right. Now, Georgia and the Carolinas get very, very cold. So how does the alligator, a reptile that has to regulate its own body temperature because it's cold-blooded, survive in this climate when it gets cold? I don't know. So the average person might think that they hibernate. 
And that answer is pretty close. The difference between mammals and reptiles is that mammals hibernate, but reptiles do a thing called brumate. So brumation is a lot like hibernation. So the alligator will become a lot less active. Its metabolism will slow way down. It'll stop growing completely. But unlike true hibernation in mammals, the alligator and other reptiles won't fall totally asleep. They sort of go into, like, when your computer goes into sleep mode, and all you have to do is, like, shake the mouse to wake it up. That's what alligators do. Mm -hmm. So alligators in particular will cope with the cold in one of two ways. So warmer, fresh water becomes more dense, and it sinks to the bottom of a lake or a pond. So the alligators will take a big, deep breath, and they'll go down as low as they can, and they'll cover themselves in the mud and the sediment on the floor of the body of water that they're in as kind of an added layer of insulation, and they'll stay there. Alligators do breathe air, so every now and then, about every 12 hours, they will very slowly rise to the surface. They'll take a few deep breaths in, and then they'll repeat the process. They'll go back down to the bottom of the lake. Now, if the water gets very, very cold in the lake that they are in, rather than burrow themselves under the mud at the bottom of the lake, the alligator will actually rise and they'll stick their snouts just above the water line like a snorkel and they'll allow the surface of the lake or the pond to freeze around their snout. Right. And there's some really cool pictures of some alligators in North Carolina from this past winter, which was really, really cold. And we'll put those in the show notes at blazingcariboustudios.com, but you can just see the, the alligator snout just sticking out of the top of the water, out of the top of the ice. Right. That's awesome. It really is. Yeah. Cold weather is dangerous to alligators. It will kill weaker alligators. And if the sun comes out, alligators will definitely take advantage of it. They'll get out of the water. They'll perch themselves up on a log or on a patch of grass that has full sun. And they'll sun themselves and warm right up. They don't like the cold at all. I remember a few years ago when I was cleaning swimming pools, I had a pool that was right on the water hazard of a golf course. And there were some big alligators in this water hazard. Right. There was an eight-foot one, there was a ten-foot one, and there was one that was more than ten feet. Right. And I think it was the ten-foot one. And I heard him splash into the water as I was walking toward the backyard. And you can tell that they're, you know, you, you know the splash when you hear it. Uh -huh. So it felt my vibration and it went into the water. And this was in January 2010, which was the coldest month we've ever had. And the water in that water hazard was really, really cold. So as I was walking around toward the pool cage and I, and I went into the screen-enclosed pool cage, he or she had gone in the water to get away from me. But as soon as I was up on the pool deck, man, that thing came right back out of the water and back into the sun. Hmm. Because that water was freezing. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's not your only alligator encounter story either. I have a few of them. <laughs> well, it's disclaimer time. The Varmints Podcast knows that it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence, but then we only really have the yardstick of ourselves to go by, so we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So... I am never prepared to give big reptiles like alligators more than, like, a two. I think that might be wrong. Why do you say that? Because at the American Museum of Natural History, they're studying the evolution of the brain in birds, dinosaurs, crocodilians, and they found the brain is a way more complex than we thought it was. 
They have really complex social behaviors, do alligators. And they can, I know we've, we've said before, I've pointed out before that trainability is not necessarily a hallmark of high intelligence, but it might surprise you that alligators are trainable, absolutely trainable. They will come to the clicker and most people that run alligator farms consider them to be as trainable as a dog or a cat. So at our zoo, they have a big pond that has probably between 12 and 15 alligators in it. Mm -hmm. And they do alligator shows a couple of times a day. Yeah. And they will call the alligators by name and the alligator will come up out of the water when it hears its name, which is pretty cool. So I was, I was actually going to give alligators like a four. Yeah. And the reason they do that is because that is the safest way for them to look at the alligator and kind of visually inspect it and make sure that another alligator hasn't bitten it or it's not injured in some other way or that it's, you know, that it's healthy. Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and just give them like a five. I'm going to just stick it right in the middle and say, I think they're smarter than we think they are. And there seems to be some evidence that that's the case. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a, just a a potential five. I think they might, if they're as trainable, if they're as trainable as cats and dogs, I think you've got to bump that number up, even though it's not... It's not a problem-solving behavior, right? So, but it's smarter than a three. So, I'm, hmm. I, I don't think I'd put anything at a three or a four that could respond to commands. That's but interesting. It's all yeah. subjective, so who knows? <laughs> but but I'm I'm because they can be trained to a clicker. I'm inclined to give them a couple more points. So, are we giving them style points? Mm. Nah. No. <laughs> They're one of my favorite animals ever, so I'm going to give them a 10. They're cool, but I think if you're talking about crocodilians, you've got to give the style points to, like, the Nile crocodiles, who are enormous, or else the caimans and stuff. Alligators seem like they're the default crocodilian, you know what I mean? (laughs) There's nothing really special about them. I don't know. This isn't really my opinion. I just don't... I'm trying to, like, make the show more interesting. By, oh, it's great. By not giving everything a 10 all the time. So, The default crocodilian. <laughs> Alligators are really cool. Ah, they screw are. it. They get a 10. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are going to talk about alligators and pop culture and a couple other things. And we're going to do that right after this. Feast on History is the podcast where we take you and your taste buds through a historical ride through the ages. Grab a fork while we dine in on some pretty interesting facts and historical figures and find out exactly how those tasty vittles got to your plate. Feast on History takes you back to the very beginning of a food story. We explore every nook and cranny and throw you forward into the future of food. So tune in every month as Carrie and Andrea dive into a smorgasbord of fun. You can listen at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. So if you're hungry, and we know you are, look back, dig in, and feast on history. And now for something completely different. Hey, you know, Don and I were just a couple of nerds like you, and we don't see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. And my pop culture pick this week is a reality TV show. (laughs) on the History Channel here in the U.S. called Swamp People. Nice. Have you ever seen it before? I have seen... I know of it, so I must have seen something somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was first broadcast on the History Channel 
on August 22nd, 2010, and it is still running today. The show follows the day-to-day activities of Louisiana natives living in the swamps of the Atchafalaya River Basin who hunt American alligators for a living. Mm -hmm. So in Louisiana, alligator season begins on the first Wednesday in September, and it lasts for 30 days. And the hunters are issued a certain amount of tags. And once they've used all their tags, they can no longer hunt alligators for the rest of the season. Right. So during this 30-day window, some of these hunters earn most of their annual income hunting alligators. Right. The ultimate goal for the alligator hunter is to tag out before the season ends. (laughs) And if you have unused tags at the end of the season, chances are you're going to be issued fewer tags the following season. So it's really important to bag as many gators as they can. Right. And of course, hunting alligators is also very, very hazardous work, and that makes the show kind of fun to watch. And some of the hunters are real, real characters, and they're really funny. And one of the hunters regularly featured is a guy named Troy Landry. So here's a little, uh, here's a little taste of what Troy Landry's all about. <laughs> I've never met an alligator yet that can outlast Troy Landry. Shoot him, shoot him! Shoot him where it counts! Shoot him! We're gonna do the alligator shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the day's over, I'm gonna try to give you singing lessons. It's a rainy day in the bayou. We just wanna sing the Cajun rock song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Most people would die to have this kind of job. You know, they're stuck behind a desk or in our office. Clint, aren't we some lucky fellas? Woo! macaroni. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. If you're going to work with me, you got to work my way or no way. Troy Landry going to get the job done no matter what. That's a popper. Oh, yeah. Give him a headache. Pop goes the weasel. Big alligator. I think we got a big one here. I think we got a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. Big boy McCoy. You know, it's all about what you put into something. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. We got a tree shaker. Oh, tree shaker, tree shaker. We got a tree shaker. We don't have a tree shaker. We got a tree breaker. (laughs) You think he hams it up for the camera a little bit? (laughs) Just a little bit. Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch. So yeah, Swamp People, it does depict hunting, fishing, and firearms use in a way that is not super graphic, but it does get the point across that these animals are being humanely killed and this is their way of life. So, you know, if that bothers you, you might not want to watch this show. It also depicts the social lives of the hunters, and usually alligator hunters are depicted as very supportive, very helpful to each other as a community, and it does a pretty decent job of teaching you all about how alligators work in every episode, so... I generally don't like reality TV, especially American reality TV, but I do from time to time enjoy an episode or two of Swamp People. It's really good. Swamp People! (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, my pick is quite a bit more juvenile, like literally. (laughs) (laughs) I chose to do this little song that was on Sesame Street. It is The Alligator King and His Seven Sons. It is a Sesame Street animated segment about the number seven. And it tells the story of a mustachioed alligator king who's feeling down. 
and he offers his crown to whichever of his seven sons can cheer him up. And the song talks all about what ha- how that happens. And it has a moral lesson because it shows that helping others and making your fellow human beings feel cared for is more important than owning material possessions. Right. It was animated, produced, and directed by William Bud Lucky. The music was performed by the San Francisco jazz musician Turk Murphy and his band, with Murphy providing the vocals and Lucky playing the banjo. So let's get a little taste of the Alligator King and his seven sons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Said the Alligator King to his seven sons, I'm feeling mighty down. Whichever of you can cheer me up will get to wear my crown. His first son brought seven oyster pearls from the bottom of the China Sea. The second gave him seven statues of girls with clocks where their stomachs should be. <laughs> the third son gave him seven rubies from the sheikdom of down there beneath. The king thought the rubies were cherries and he broke off seven of his teeth. Oops. <laughs> the fourth son tried to cheer him up with seven lemon drops. The king said, I'm sorry, son, since that ruby episode, I just haven't got the chops. <laughs> uh, it's delightful. I grew up with that, and I always wondered who was the singer in the band that did that music, because well, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of music for Sesame Street. For sure, and uh, yeah, he was really good. I love that it's a, such a cute little animation, and at the end, his little his little son just helps him up. <laughs> Yeah. He just cheers him up and he's like, looks like you could use a little help. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Yes, it's wonderful. Uh, Sesame Street during our childhood was was all that and a bag of chips, I gotta say. so Absolutely. All right, it's time for this. Here's some jokey food and drink items which I've acquired recently. Each of them, I suppose, would go on a table or in the kitchen. Alligator meat. No. No? No, I tried it and it was gross and greasy. and It was like greasy gross fish. Oh, wow. No, I wasn't a fan. I hate to be that guy, but maybe you didn't have good alligator. Yeah, everybody says so, but I'm pretty pretty convinced it's just gross. So, yeah. I've had snake before and it tasted exactly the same. Yeah, I was going to say it is... It tastes like every other reptile I've ever had. Well, they're not reptiles, but... Or amphibian or... Yeah, I know what you mean. A water creature. A water Water creature creature. that isn't a fish. Yes, Uh, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like fish, doesn't taste like it. Uh, (laughs) Smells gross, greasy, (laughs) awful. And it was fried, and I normally love fried food. So, nah, it was yucky. Anytime I've ever had it, it was delicious. Really, really good. Yeah, but you'll eat anything that won't, uh, that can't get away from you. So that's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's no alligators in my food box, and I've tried it. So, all right, fair yeah. enough. I would try it again, but I, I wouldn't, exp- I would not order that as my only meal item. <laughs> yeah, I would try somebody else's because I would want to have food that I actually wanted to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't mean to be that guy because that guy is always annoying. The guy. No, that, goes, that guy's totally annoying. I agree with you, but no, it's I didn't. Meh. 
I just <laughs> I didn't like texture. I didn't like the smell. It was not a good experience for me. So. All yes. right. Yes. Hey, Donna. Mm-hmm. Is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Uh huh. Cool. Yes. Well, let's help everybody win that next trivia night, or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. Is this your homework, Larry? Look, man. Do it, please. So it's nice to be able to talk about an animal that was in serious trouble until some human in- intervention brought them back. Yes. The. The Chinese alligator right now is critically endangered because of human encroachment on the wetlands that they live in and because of poaching. They're in a lot of trouble. And they're, they, they continue to be in a lot of trouble, unfortunately. And the same thing happened to the American alligator. Human encroachment and poaching nearly depleted the American alligator out there in the wild. Yep. And in 1967, under a, a law that preceded the Endangered Species Act of 1973... The alligator was listed as endangered, meaning that it was considered in danger of extinction throughout all or a significant portion of its range. So we there was a point in time where we almost lost alligators completely. Yep. But there was a combined effort by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and state wildlife agencies in the South that saved the American alligator. Yes. So the Endangered Species Act prohibited alligator hunting, and that allowed the species to rebound in numbers in many areas where it had been depleted, so that helped quite a bit. Yes. And as it began to make a comeback, states established alligator monitoring programs, and they used that information to ensure that the numbers continued to rise and not stay steady or fall. To the point where, in 1987, the Fish and Wildlife Service pronounced the American alligator fully recovered, and they have removed that animal from the list of endangered species. But... Alligator hunting is still highly regulated, and here in Florida, there are severe penalties for harassing, feeding, killing alligators. That guy we talked about in the news segment could have gotten in a whole lot of trouble right? if the Fish and Game Commission decided that they weren't really wanted to throw the book at him, which they didn't. Right. So if you're standing there on a boardwalk and you're looking at an alligator and you just toss a little piece of your sandwich out there to feed the gator... That's a $500 fine, and that's probably jail time for you. So they're still treated as if they are endangered, which is a good thing. (laughs) And it's one of the greatest conservation success stories ever. Yeah, it really is, especially considering that the Everglades are hugely problematic. Yes. And Florida has, I think, I looked at the list, 93 invasive reptiles that are competing with the alligator for food. So that just tells you how amazing they are at getting food and being the kings of their environment if you stop killing them every five seconds. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. But we have Burmese pythons are a big problem in the Everglades right now. Yes. About a year or two ago, they found a Nile crocodile. They captured it and they studied or they took a sample of its DNA and found out that it was completely unrelated to any of the Nile crocodiles that were in any of the nearby zoological parks or Disney or any of that. So they don't even know where this Nile crocodile came from. Oh my gosh. Probably somebody got a baby and dumped it. Yeah, probably. That's the most likely thing. People don't understand that alligators get really big and they get them as babies thinking, I'm going to have a pet alligator. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then they grow and they grow and they grow and they get aggressive and... 
They're like, hmm, maybe I don't want this for my pet. I think I'll dump it in the Everglades. Yeah. <sighs> Which is probably okay if it's an actual alligator. <laughs> 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 but if it's a Nile crocodile that you got from some illegal trade, or even legal wildlife trade, which, you know, we've talked about the captive wildlife crisis before. Ugh, yeah. It's probably yeah. that's how it happened. All right, are you ready for Paul Chomo's big fat alligator quiz? I was born ready. Ready? You're ready. Okay, I'm going to tell you some things that are true about alligators and some things that are false, and you get to decide, you get to tell me which, which it is. Okay. Alligators can't catch you if you run in a zigzag. Is that true? That is false. <laughs> Correct. I wish Yay. I had the ding button. Ding. I got it over here. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest mis misconceptions about alligators that people have is that they will chase and hunt humans. They, they don't. Generally, when alligators spot humans, they like to swim away if they're near the water to avoid confrontation. But they are capable of catching people or animals running in a zigzag pattern. <laughs> does not matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're pretty quick. So if you yeah. run into an alligator and it does happen to chase after you, it's really best to just run away in a straight line. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And most times if you encounter an alligator in the wild and it it's near a body of water, no matter how big that alligator is and no matter how big you are, that alligator is going in the water. And if it doesn't, if it stands its ground, that's a problem. Yeah, that's and if it stands problem. its ground, it's probably you. It's probably <laughs> you're the one that caused the situation. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not counting little children here because they're small and look more like prey items. So I'm not, not counting the, the very rare times that an alligator has killed a human child in our country. They don't ha it doesn't happen very much. It's usually the fault of an adult not watching the child. But if a grown human who should know better is victim of an alligator attack, it's usually directly their fault. So, right. They're usually harassing the animal and and or threatening its babies. It's bad. Yeah, or in an area where people have done that before, where they have harassed or fed the alligator. Yeah. Don't. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's try this one. Alligators can eat prey that is larger than the size of their stomach. True or false? Oh, I don't know this one. Um, larger than the size of their stomach. Yes. I'm going to say they can't eat prey larger than the sh their stomach. They cannot. That is false. They can. They can. Oops. Thanks to a special blood vessel, the second aorta... They are able to shunt blood away from their lungs towards their stomachs, stimulating the production of strong stomach acids to break down their meals quickly. Juvenile huh. alligators are capable of eating about 23% of their body weight in a sitting, which is equivalent to a 180-pound person eating over 41 pounds of steak. Oh, <laughs> I, I wish know. I could do that. Hehehehe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, alligators have poor eyesight. True or false? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say true. That is false. They have really good eyesight. With Dang their it. eyes positioned on the side of their head, they have a fairly wide range of sight. Along with their excellent range, they're able to see and sense movement of potential prey. Within their eye, there's a layer of cells called the tapetum lucidum, located beneath the photoreceptor cells, often referred to as eye shine, 
This retina is able to reflect light back into those cells, which increases the amount of light detected, improving their vision in low light conditions. Now they do have a blind spot right in front of their face because their eyes are on the sides of their head. So if you are running away from an alligator, you should just go in a straight line right in front of their <laughs> nose because they might not be able to see it. But their eyesight's actually really good. Wow, okay. Yeah. They have that little flappy-do thing that goes over their eye that I thought kind of maybe messed with their eyesight a nope. little bit. Nope. They have that third clear eyelid thing that flaps over. Yeah. It's No, it's just to keep stuff out of it. Okay. Yep. Why wow, I'm not doing so good. You're not doing as good as I thought you would, but you'll improve <laughs> oh, because we're only a couple of questions in. Okay. Alligators do not eat fruit. True or false? Oh, that's false. They eat fruit. Yes, they do. They, they eat a lot of things. They are not strict carnivores. They will also eat fruit when they get the chance, and they might be important seed dispersers. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. I've seen that where somebody had a little pond in their backyard and they had oranges or, or a tangerine tree or something and, you know, orange or tangerine rolls down the bank and into the water and, and it's floating there in the water and the, the alligator will come up and give it a chomp. <laughs> yep, it happens. Yep. All right. Alligators don't have any enemies. True or false? Oh, that's false. Of course they have enemies. <laughs> I'm giving myself a ding, because I think I'm right. (laughs) Well, female alligators alligators can grow up to 10 feet, and males can grow up to 13 feet, and you talked about, you know, even bigger than that earlier. It may seem that alligators are at the top of the food chain in the Everglades. However, with the expansion of neighborhoods and other developments, humans are an alligator's number one predator, along with with other alligators. (laughs) Yep. And it's not humans with guns, either. It's humans that don't know any better and go back and feed the gators yeah. and then the gator becomes aggressive and then it has to be removed when a, a trapper is sent out to remove a nuisance gator they do not relocate the gator unless you count sending them to an, an alligator farm relocation no that alligator the the saying down here in florida is a fed gator is a dead gator yes that's true yep but there's also the destruction of their natural habitat which is probably a, a, a bigger cause. Even though there's been a lot of improvement, the Everglades are still in a lot of trouble. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. Alright, let's see what else. Alligators aren't good climbers. True or false? Alligators are not good climbers. I'm going to say that is false. Correct! Alligators <laughs> are mainly known for just, you know being alligators for having their big toothy smile or their weird appearances in places that aren't a lake or a river. (laughs) (laughs) But people forget that these guys are scaly muscle machines with sharp claws and powerful tails. They can push their bodies up onto fences and trees and they are typically pretty agile climbers. When they are really large adults, it's hard hard to go so far, but... Even the big ones have been known to climb fences to get to water or away from humans. Yep, absolutely. Climbing a tree to get away from an alligator, not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Can alligators invent things and use tools? Oh, um, I know crocodiles have been seen using sticks to lure birds, I think. I don't know if alligators can do that too, but... Well, I mean, ding, hmm. you are correct. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know about crocodiles, but the 
article that I have says that it hasn't been fully verified yet, but alligators might be innovators purposefully gathering sticks on their nose to lure unwary birds within striking distance. Huh. That's pretty cool. I think we talked about that in our Crocodiles episode, but I can't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be unusual if they had the same behavior since they're related, so yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Very cool. cool. Alligators are good pets, true or false? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 just going to preemptively give myself a ding. Pluto! And say false. Pluto! Pluto! (laughs) The Pluto question. Owning a pet alligator may seem like a cool idea when they're little babies, but they are terrible pets. Unlike a cat or a dog, which generally shows affection to the hand that feeds them, this type of affection will never occur with an alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. The idea of having a gator hatchling may seem not so daunting, without, uh, but without the proper environment, you'll end up with a 6-foot or possibly 13-foot gator in your tub or pool. <laughs> yeah, that makes not a look. good idea. Yeah, you can't really use your pool if that if that happens. No, so. also really, really illegal. Yeah, super duper. Yeah. Super duper illegal. <laughs> All right, last question. Alligators are unable to naturally regulate their temperatures, true or false? Oh, false. Ding! Similar to other things, such as snakes or turtles, alligators rely on external sources of heat to regulate their body temperature, but ways in which they're able to control their body temperature include basking in the sun or moving to warmer or cooler air or water temperatures. Due to their cold-blooded nature, alligators are most active in warmer temperatures, but they become dormant in temperatures that are below 55 degrees, and you talked about that earlier. So. Yep. Yes, they can control it. They have to move around to do it, but it is entirely natural. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I don't, I don't know what, where that myth comes from, but apparently people just think that they just rely on... I, I don't know how that would work, but <laughs> anyway. I'm not sure how that would work, but a lot of people think that, and it's not true. Nope. So there you go. That's cool. your That's your alligator quiz. I think I got more than half of them right, at oh, least. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was fun. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. The Varmints Podcast has been brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo and music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks, guys. And by you, the Patreon supporter, thanks for continuing to kick in a dollar or two every month to Blazing Caribou Studios so that we can keep bringing you this podcast. We really appreciate it. Woohoo! All right, it's time for the Rugrat Corner. By the way, if you guys have a Rugrat that's eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it really easy for you and your Rugrat to hear their voice on the podcast, so check it out. And this week, the return of Riley, our favorite little Kiwi. Yay! He's got something to say about alligators. I want to hear it. Hey, Riley, do you want to say kia ora? Kia ora, guys. I am having a wild thing about alligators (laughs) that they will pretend they were lizards. (laughs) So what alligators do, pretend they're lizards? Yeah, and they pull their tongues out to catch caterpillars (laughs) and (laughs) frogs. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, caterpillars. 
Anything else you want to say about alligators? No. When they eat cats, caterpillars to eat them, they kind of like white and stuff. Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it here. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Freeform Jazz Riley. He's awesome. He's, he's great. He's the best. We love you, Riley. Thank you for talking about alligators. <laughs> That's awesome. And thanks to his mom, Jess. You can hear Jess on the Murder Road Trip podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for doing that for us. Yes. Thanks Always for love listening. hearing from Riley. thanks again for listening and until next time be nice to animals see you later alligator (laughs) after a while crocodile (laughs) you've been listening to a blazing caribou studios production support and subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash blazing caribou studios and lucky playing the banjo so let's get a little taste uh Can you hear my stomach growling? No. Okay. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Three, two, one.